Mark Dawes here. It is Wednesday the 8th of July and it's 3.30 in the afternoon and here's my daily podcast in five minutes or less on things that relate to our industry sector. And today I want to talk about the rights of every man based upon a little booklet that was put together by a gentleman called Ralph Stedman on the 50th anniversary of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. He starts by saying, Without the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, my next sentence could contravene some countries' arbitrary rule of law and cause all others surreptitiously to conspire to suppress its blatant defiance of state. I quote, I have the right to hold an opinion, express it, celebrate it, broadcast it, live by it and travel with it anywhere I so desire and what's more, convince others by peaceful means that they should hold that opinion too, unquote. That, in essence, is Article 19 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, and in tune within it is the right of any artist of any faith, impulse or inclination to express him or herself with unbridled passion and conviction sufficient to bestow upon the world a Pandora's box of riches or curses we could probably now live without. Now, why was I not told that, or given the little booklet itself back in 1948, when I just won a scholarship to Abigail Grammar School in North Wales? At that time, the former Secretary-General of the United Nations in his introduction to his little gem, states that the UN General Assembly at the time called upon all member countries to publicise the text of the Declaration and, I quote, to cause it to be disseminated, displayed, read and expounded principally in schools and other educational institutions without distinction based on the political status of countries or territories, unquote. Now, where was I when these member countries did exactly that? Was I playing truant, off sick, drunk? Not then, not any of that. I was an obedient child of 11 and perfectly capable of digesting the clarity of such proposals even in a playground. Were we perhaps off the map? Wales is, after all, only a little country concerned with sheep and Welsh festivals of the arts. During the war, our people had been subjected to a policy of linguistic genocide, the death of the Welsh language. My mother was a loving, law-abiding soul and never spoke Welsh again, at home, so as not to be a bother, as she used to say. Article 19 is obviously a dangerous one among 29 other equally important human agreements, but is probably the one article that keeps well hidden within its carefully unbiased structure the undeniable fact that its content releases the power of the individual to be both artistic and maniac. The 1948 United Nations Assembly had unwittingly created a monster, an embarrassing loophole, a well-meaning but desperate humanitarian gesture. In its earnest intentions to neutralise any future tyranny in the shadow of the recent Holocaust, freedom of communication was paramount. Slipping it neatly between freedom of thought, Article 18, and freedom of peaceful assembly, Article 20, should have covered the board. But the enemies of democracy are forever busy, and freedom to think is an uncontrollable private act, and even peaceful assembly is innocuous. Nobody can keep every human being in the whole world in solitary confinement. But broadcasting an act upon it? Oh no. Though cyberspace may yet find a noble destiny, Radio and television stations, newspapers, books and printing presses are the first victims of tyranny. They remain the lethal chink of light and therefore the hope against a repressive regime. Wei Jing Sheng could be regarded as a lethal chink of light when he was sentenced to 14 years in 1995 for his part in the Tiananmen Square uprising. The hope that he, is, he was still alive was the spur that kept the whole question of Chinese democracy in a state of flux. The difference between Chinese communism and Chinese culture became apparent to the young. Communism offers no personal freedom. Chinese culture offers a wide spectrum of tradition and evolution and a chance to develop as individuals. The much maligned philosopher Nish thought, caught the breath of the world's eternal dilemma in one sentence. It is only an aesthetic phenomenon that existence and the world are permanently justified. At the time of its publication, every individual school age should have had the articles drummed into them like the Ten Commandments which we did learn. Thou shalt not, unquote. The negative was emphasised like public hygiene. 
and what we were t not told was no concern of ours. The British Empire was still intact even then, so everything was assumed to be in order. Expect nothing from the state except your passport and your ticket home to a prison of your country's choice. A free hotel for you and your kind. The rats that came ashore with the cargo have got a sporting chance of survival. They can hide. They don't need a passport. They don't speak out except in times of plague. So what Stedman's saying is you have the right to freedom of speech. You have the right to freedom of assembly. Assembly, you have the right to freedom of thought. And it is a shame that that right is being watered down or at least attempted to be watered down by so many people in situations of influence and in authority. But learn from Ralph Stedman. The United Declaration of Human Rights, Article 19, gives you the right to freedom of speech and freedom of thought. Don't ever let that be taken away from you. Have a great Wednesday.